and welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am a fellow 20-something creating this podcast for you, my 20-something friends, or 20-somethings at heart. My hope and prayer is that you walk away from each episode feeling encouraged, challenged, and refreshed in your walk with the Lord. I invite some legit older, wiser women on to help us along this journey and remind us that we will indeed survive. I am pumped that you're here. Hey ladies, this week on the podcast, I have Brittany Rust on to chat with us about hearing God's voice and responding to Him in obedience. We chat all about how it is hard to discern His voice sometimes and that it's not always easy to follow where He's calling us. But Brittany encourages us to step out of our comfort zones and follow wherever He is leading us. I hope you enjoy our conversation. So let's get on with it. Well, hey, Brittany, welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. I am super stoked to have you on today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. Yes, me too. I've loved getting you to just kind of follow you on Instagram and different things since wanting to have you on. And so uh, how about you just like start us off, let my listeners know like who you are, what your life looks like these days. Sure. So uh, yeah, I live in Colorado and I am married four years now, and we have a little boy who turns two next week named Roman. And Aww. yeah, we just, my husband and I were both in ministry. And um, for me, uh, that sort of all falls under the umbrella of Truth and Grace Ministries, where really just mm. my passion is to take, um, really just help people understand the power of God's word, but also just his Mm -hmm. grace. And I think you need both in balance with each other. Um, So doing that through writing, speaking, I have a podcast, um, a women's event, a mom ministry, like (laughs) there's so many aspects to that. But um, yeah, yeah, my book just came out. uh, It's called Here I Am. My second book just came out this week and um, celebrating that. Basically. That's so fun. Yeah. In a nutshell, that's, that's my so life. exciting. Yes. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about your book. That's so exciting. Like, what was the writing journey like? What's it about? All the things. Yeah. So, um, this journey was really unique in that uh, my first book, it all happened so quickly. Um, but this book, it was actually um, a planted, a seed planted about 10 years ago in my early 20s. And I was reading about Ananias who was a disciple of Jesus. I was reading about him in the New Testament. And when God called his name, he said, here I am. And when I read mm. that, I was like, I I know I haven't, like, I know I've heard that before, you know, in the Bible. And I started exploring the Bible and I found there were six men who, when God said their name, they all said the exact same thing. They said, here I am. And you know, when you mm. see something in scripture more than one, it's important, right? right? So yeah. I just started exploring their stories of faith and obedience and stepping out when God called their name. And it was truly mm. just amazing to see what God did in them and through them. And I was like, this is not just reserved for these men. This is something mm-hmm. that God wants for all of us today. And so here I am helps people to first really, um, how do you hear God's voice? Because there are so many voices out there, you know, external and internal that we're fighting. So one, how do you discern God's voice? 
But then too, when Mm -hmm. God calls your name, equipping you to step confidently into your calling. Mm, That is so cool. I love it. And you said it just launched? Yeah. So like I mentioned, it kind of was planted about 10 years ago. And it was just one of those things that was not rushed, that God really took his time working on it, Um, really fleshing out some things. And me, like there was a big part of the book that I believe is so beneficial for people to read, but I didn't learn that lesson until I was writing the book, um, actually writing out Mm. the book last fall. So yeah, Yeah. um, it's been a long journey, um, about a year practically of writing it and editing. And then it came out this week. Wow. That's so exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. It's really cool to see God take that, what started 10 years ago and, now see that happening. You know, that's just a really cool thing to see. It's easy to like think, oh, cool. Like she came out with a book and not thinking all of the things like that led up to that, especially like your 10 year time frame. And now it's like, okay, there it is. It's out in the world. And like, there's nothing more that I have to put into it. I'm sure that's like (laughs) hard to come across, like hard to uh, wrap your brain around. Like, oh, there it is. Like, all my work put into that and there's, I don't have to do anything on it anymore. I just have to let God do his thing with it. Yeah. It's, um, it's a little sad because it was such a big part of my life for so long, but more so just excitement, you know, that it's finally out there and you know, that God's using it. And yeah, so it's good to see it out there. That's so neat. What would you say is like your hope for, listeners uh, or sorry your hope for readers like what is like your main um desire for them in reading here i am yeah for me i would say that's two things that have really just been the heart of this book from the beginning is that one it's that people will learn how to tune into god's voice because um yeah like i mentioned there's just so many noises and so many distractions out there that Sometimes it could be, I've had so many people say, Brittany, I, I don't even know, like, how do I know if it's God speaking to me? You know, how do I do that? And so, um, one equipping and just helping people to tune into God's voice and just cultivate that intimacy with him. And then second, Mm -hmm. giving them the tools, really fanning into flame this faith in their heart to step out when God calls their name, really just inspiring them, inspiring them to step confidently into their calling. Hmm. I love that. You know, I think that that's a big, one of those, especially a big topic of just like understanding what it looks like to hear God's voice. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like what, what advice do you have, especially for ladies in our twenties, like that we're like, how do I hear God's voice? What does that look like? You know, all the things in that. Yeah. So I have, um, three very basic, but very foundational, um, elements to hearing his voice that, um, I'll share with you. And that's, um, one, and, and these are going to sound, you know, in my twenties, when people said really like sort of Christian cl- cliches, I kind of like mm-hmm. let them roll off, you know, like, Oh, that's just, that's being uber spiritual. But as you get older, sure. I think you realize that those things are foundational for a reason and you really see the Mm. value in them. And so when I say these, they might seem very obvious, but they are again, so essential to discerning God's voice. And that's one reading your Bible because the Mm. Bible 
is the only definitive like word we have from God. Like when we read it, we know that this is God's truth. Yeah. It's his word. It's his desire. It's his will for our life. And so if you're not in the word of God on a regular basis, I can say with confidence that you're going to really struggle deciphering <laughs> what his voice sounds like. Um, so I would mm-hmm. say that to prayer because prayer is, um, honestly, it's just regular conversation. And it's just like in any other relationship we have that communication helps us to know people's voices. Like, um, I have three brothers and, oh boy, um, I love them to death. (laughs) And without looking at the caller ID, like if I were to pick up the phone and they said, hello, I could tell you which one was calling me just by the sound of their Mm. voice. And that's through regular Mm -hmm. conversation. Just like my toddler, like I know his cry in a room full of babies because you just, you Mm. get to know people's voices through conversation. And so prayer helps you to cultivate that ability to hear his to hear his voice. And then third, it's practice. You know, so often we might doubt, like, I don't know if this is God. So we just, instead of testing to see if it is, we sort of just Mm -hmm. stay where we are out of fear or doubt, but really it takes practice. And so if you even sense that God is calling you to do something, like just do it. And if it is, that's awesome. And if it, if you realize it's not God's voice, like that's still good because you're figuring out like what is God and what isn't God, like practice that, put it into practice. And so mm-hmm. those three things are so practical, but they are so foundational. Um, and then in the book, I very practically talk about like, if you struggle with fear, how do you separate fear from this voice? Or if you struggle with doubt, mm. you know, so I get sort of in the weeds to what people might be personally experiencing and how you can work through that. But those are three things that are very practical that we could all do today. Yeah, I love that. Because, yeah, some of those things can totally hinder your ability to hear God's voice. And so it's like figuring out, okay, what's the root of me not being able to truly hear it? And so first it's those three basic things, right? Right. It's like, well, are you in the word? Are you talking to him? Like, it seems very obvious, but when you re-examine and in seasons when you're like, I can't hear God's voice and you step back and evaluate like, well, am I spending time in his word? Mm. Like, am I actually talking to him about these things? And they seem like you know, very simple and obvious, but we may not be doing it. Yeah. And so it's good to just go back to the basics, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. They're basic for, they're foundational for a reason. And in the book, I actually even talk about, um, like I mentioned how when I was writing this, I went through something that was so foundational to the book. And that was, I went through the hardest season of my life when I was writing this book. And I was faced with a decision that I had to make that would have totally changed the trajectory of my life. And Mm. I could not hear God's voice in the matter. Like no matter how much I cried out, no matter how much I prayed, I just could not hear God's voice in that situation. And it paralyzed me. Like I have never been so paralyzed Mm. by fear in my life. But in that, I was able through working through that process, help. I put in the book, what do you do if you don't hear God's voice? Like, what do you do with that? How do you move forward in that? And so even, you know, putting that in the book to help people sort of navigate that journey. That's cool. Yeah, because there definitely are going to be seasons and there are going to be times when 
you may feel like he's absent, mm-hmm. right? That that for some reason he's silent. Um, and is that kind of what you felt in that time and kind of had to work through like, what are you doing here, Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely parts of me that at the lowest points, I wondered, has God abandoned me? But, you know, God does not abandon us. Like, his silence mm-hmm. does not mean that he is gone or that he's lifted his hand from us. Like God is always there. You just yeah. may be able to see him working or hear his voice, but like even his silence is purposeful. You know, there is something he's trying to teach us in that silence. And mm-hmm. so don't ever think um, that the silence equates that God is not with you. Like it just means that God has purpose with that for that season. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And it's hard to, hard to believe that in those seasons, but holding on to the truth of like, okay, he hasn't left me. And there's a reason why I'm not necessarily and it. And it's probably just that we aren't hearing what we want to hear too. Yeah. That's a whole other side of it. And it's like, we want to hear a certain answer. Yeah. And so sometimes when we're not, we're not getting that answer, like, Lord, what's going on here? Yeah, it's true. Um, mm-hmm. And having Trust that he is God and he he knows best, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and choosing to step out in obedience. So, and that's the other kind of half a year book, right? As you said, um, kind of empowering us to step out and be obedient to what God has called us to. So, um, what does that look like? What what kind of challenge do you have for us as twenty somethings to like step out um, and be obedient? Yeah, I think that's like a really big question because like that's going to look different for everyone. Like your totally your call to action is going to be different than my call to action. Um you know, so I think first and foremost it is learning to s- decipher his voice. And then when you do hear God called your name, just being so obedient to that you know, not being locked in by fear or doubt or insecurity, but really being obedient um, to God's call in your life. And obedience, like you're only going to see the fruit of what God really wants to do in your life. Like you're only really going to flourish through obedience. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I know in my 20s, I think I really struggled to decipher his voice so that I could like in my twenties, I had all of the, like, here I am Lord attitude that I could muster. Like I was so excited to just be a conqueror for Christ. But I think I really struggled with identifying his voice and separating like his will from what I wanted for my life. Um, and so for people in their twenties, I would say that's probably the biggest challenge. It's not the Mm -hmm. excitement and passion and determination. It's the aligning your will with his will. That's going to be the most important lesson that you'll want to learn, I would say. Right. Because I think a lot of, you know, a lot of my listeners are either in college or stepping out of college and into the workforce. And there's just so much change Mm -hmm. involved in this season of life. And whether you get married, have kids, you know, there's just like so much change that happens. And so it's like learning to know that God is there in all of those seasons. And there's probably 
many seasons in there where you're wondering like what is my purpose and because we're being tossed all over the place with not necessarily bad things great things Mm -hmm. but uh it can just feel like lord where are you and what do you have for me like what even is my purpose so do you have any encouragement for us like as far as the constant change and um how to like be um content and like where he has us in each of those seasons? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, um, just to sort of preface it in my, you know, my early twenties, I was in ministry and I was super passionate and I was super excited and I was doing all the things. And, um, when I was 25, I sort of just felt untouchable in a way, you know, like, I don't know, I just felt untouchable in a sense. And I was in leadership at a church and I had sex outside of marriage with my boyfriend and I lost everything. Like everything I had worked so hard for was now gone. The lead, you know, cause I lost my position in the church when that happened. Like I lost the ministry friends, the boyfriend, like literally it was rock bottom for me. And, um, I sort of had to rebuild my life at the age of 25. And so I totally get the sort of fumbling through and, you know, the different seasons. Um, but I would say what's really important, what I wish I would have learned early on in my twenties, instead of on the back end of my twenties is, um, just again, aligning my will with his will. But I think what that really means is being so patient to hear his voice on whatever that season might be like, like, um, like I just, I know that when you're young and you're super passionate and you have these dreams in your heart, or there's these things that you want, like a relationship or a job or whatever that might be. Sometimes our passion and our excitement can facilitate this control in the sense where we want to plan everything out. We want to make things Mm -hmm. happen. We want to sort of, in a sense, force it. And when that happens, when we try to build something with our own hands, it will not last. I promise you that like Mm. you might see some success. There are certainly people where who have seen great success, but they not, they built it with their own hands and it crumbled. And so I would just encourage you like, like I promise you, I know like how excited you are and how you want to see those things happen, but like, don't rush them and don't force them. Like just truly trust in God's process and trust in his timing. Cause when he builds it, it will be built to last. Mm, yeah. And I think that's huge not to, not to pull like the millennial card, but even like a lot of our generation is given, you know, the stigma that we are so um, dependent on like instant gratification. I think I totally admit to it. And I know those around me feel the same of just like wanting things now, mm-hmm. um, just because that's what's given to us by our phones and everything around us is like, we can access anything all the time. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a question about, uh, literally anything last night, how do I cook rice in my Instapot? <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously you just press the rice setting, but whatever, I still could pull up a YouTube video yeah. to how yeah. to do it, you know? Uh, and so it's just information is so accessible. And I think that translates into our spiritual life too, because 
you know, we desire for something specific or a certain area of our life to like come together and to be better. And, oh man, I like want to stop being anxious. I want to stop X, Y, Z. Um, and I want it to be better overnight, but it's just not how God works. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, he can, he totally yeah. can cause he's God and he can do anything, but he's trying to do something in us, but we want to constantly speed it up. So I think that's something that all 20 somethings and maybe even, um, older and younger deal with of just like wanting things now. I think that's humanness, but also this like culture of instant gratification has totally not helped us out. Yeah, no, I would totally say that, you know, I'm in my early thirties and I would say I still struggle with that. Like there are still things yeah. that I want now and, um, it's only, I like, so I still struggle with that, but I think putting into perspective what I've just mentioned helps me to sort of just like slow my roll and, you know, just like, yeah, but like really just wanting to be in alignment with God's will for my life. So I don't know if it ever goes away, like you mentioned, but I think you kind of learn how to navigate it better. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just came up with a mantra for us. Are you ready? Yeah. It is slow your roll. God's in control. I love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our new mantra. I am all about that. I will slow your roll. God's in control. Yeah. No, I'm totally sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you have a, a teacher here who's thinking of rhymes and different things to come up with to remember. <laughs> yes. It's so good. I love that. Catchy. Okay. Yeah, right? I know. I might put it on my letter board or something. Uh, okay, so we've made it to our last three questions. I'm excited to ask you these and hear just like, because um, I ask these to every guest. And so it's fun to hear like your different responses to them. Mm -hmm. But um, I know you're just out of that 20s. But like, what is one thing that you wish you knew as a 20 something? Like overall, what's something that if you could go back, you would be like, hey, understand this. Hmm. Well, I think it like goes back to what I just mentioned and just like slowing down and being in alignment with God's will. I remember in my, I was 30 years old and I went through this, like, I won't, it's, I won't tell you the story because it would take forever, but I went through this like super stressful situation when I was engaged. And I remember God just whispering to me, trust in my process. And like, it kept repeating in my head over and over and over again. Mm. And I will still say that to this day all the time, like Brittany, just trust in his process. And so, um, yeah, I, that, I think that's one thing that I would super encourage is just like trusting in his process and knowing yeah. that like, God is good. Like even in the worst of situations, like he takes it and he uses it for good. And I can promise you that that's true. Mm, that is so good. And it's easy. Yeah, because it's easy to just want to speed up the process. And so just going back to that truth of like, trust him. He's yeah. in control. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I and like he that. loves you. And he only wants what's best for you. Like God never wants to just like give you mediocre and like, you know, like God wants the best for you. And sometimes we mm. can forget that in the struggle, but like, just remember that God loves you and God sees you and God hears you. So true. It's not like he's up there like, okay, it's my way or the highway. 
I'm there for you, but like, I'm not, I don't know your heart. He like totally knows our hearts. Mm -hmm. He knows what we need. And so that's why we can trust him because he loves us and knows us. So true. Okay. Next kind of fun. Like what are you reading, listening to, watching all the things? <laughs> so my husband and I are still obsessed with the office. So, um, as oh, far my as gosh. watching, I watch that every night. Like it will never <laughs> get old. Like I will be 70 and I will still be watching that show. That's amazing. I'm watching it for the first time, like all the way through. Like, I've definitely seen it over the years, but I've never watched it all the way through. Uh So I've been doing that. I'm on like season six. Oh, yes. We're on season seven. So we're not too far. (laughs) Nice. There you go. I know it's super entertaining. I love it. Yeah. So that's what we're always watching. But as far as reading, um, I'll be totally honest. I'm reading a parenting book right now. (laughs) So that may not like translate, but I will share with you my favorite resource from my twenties. And I I'll share both two books that I read in my twenties that I still read on a regular basis because they're so good. The first is anonymous by Alicia Mm -hmm. Britcho Lee. And that's just about the desert seasons of our life. And like, honestly, when you're feel like you're in a desert, like, oh my word, that book is for you. And that book so carried me through my 20s. So that one. And then the second is, So You Want to Be Like Christ by Chuck Swindle. And that book is just a very great like spiritual like building this spiritual foundation and training in godliness and I read that still on a regular basis because it just helps me to like realign myself with God's will and purpose for my life yeah totally I like those okay anything that you're like listening to it could be podcasts it could be music any of the above uh, yeah, I just, I kind of hop around on music a lot. Like I, I love folk music and I'll hop on Spotify yeah. and I'll just like always be listening to like what's new. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, that's just kind of all over the place. I will say though, that when I run every night, I listen to the greatest showman soundtrack because that, oh my gosh, yes, gets me through my run. It is so good. So good. I, and one of my favorites from the soundtrack is From Now On. Yes. And I'm like, this is a spiritual song. <laughs> it is. It has to be. Seriously. It has to be spiritual. It's talking about heaven. If you listen to it, mm-hmm. it is literally talking about heaven. No, seriously. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I think about God. And like half the time I cry. It's just such a right? experience for me. Yeah. Fun fact about Emma is that I went to go see The Greatest Showman by myself Uh last whenever it came out last year got my little kids pack went into the movie theater and I like didn't really have any expectations for it I just like knew it was in theaters Uh and I sat there by myself and when this is me came on and you know she's like dancing and owning herself I literally burst out in tears yeah (laughs) me too this is so beautiful seriously I think half the songs on that soundtrack just take you to this like spiritual place or this like yeah this is just so good it's amazing. I don't know. Yeah, there's something about it mm-hmm. that I'm like, hmm, there's some underlying gospel messages in this right? movie. Right? <laughs> yes, it is good. 
So yes, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then lastly, what's like refreshing you these days? Anything that is totally giving you life? Yeah, so I mentioned running. Um, I live in Colorado, and so I don't run in the winter because I only like to run outside. But now that it's nice, I've been running every night outside, and it like it truly like it doesn't matter how tired I am. I just force myself, and it's good for me in every way, like mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Like it's just so therapeutic for me. And so these runs every night have been giving me (laughs) life. Like it's so good. Yeah. So and the weather up there is just beautiful during the summer. Uh Uh, Yeah. So jealous. And we have this trail down here. Dallas, Texas, and it's like 5,000 degrees in the summer. Oh so gosh. Yeah, I'm from Missouri. I'll come so. up there. <laughs> Just come, <laughs> out, come out here. It's nice and cool. So yeah, it's like perfect and I love it. And then, um, yeah, another thing I love is that my brother is a barista. And Ooh. when I went home a couple weeks ago to Missouri to visit him, he sh- showed me how to make this like ice latte cold brew drink and like literally it's like the best thing ever and so I went and got all the ingredients got the cold brew kit and like baking this um I like to do an iced vanilla latte oh oh yes so good (laughs) I'm gonna gain so Uh much weight from this over the summer well the running (laughs) right Yeah, you're good. Yeah. yeah, you're totally good. That's worth it, right? Yes. That's not that bad. Yeah, no, I'm a mom, yeah, so it's like the little things that just totally you, give you me. You like need it to survive, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. I think the best vanilla, do you guys have Chick-fil-A in Colorado? Yes, oh Chick-fil-A. my, okay, Chick-fil-A good. gives me life. Okay, that's the first <laughs> <laughs> that's the third one yes they in my opinion have the best vanilla iced coffee in the world i've never had theirs oh my you word. need to get it and let me know your thoughts because i always get it on fridays to like reward myself during the school year uh-huh. best iced coffee best vanilla iced coffee it's so good that's good to know okay i'm gonna go try it this week and then i'll let you know what yep. i think <laughs> go try it and let me know uh-huh. everybody try it and give me a, your one out of ten rating awesome love it one through 10 rating. Yeah. yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Brittany. I loved having you. And I'm, I'm just so excited uh, for what's God, what God's going to do through this episode. Yeah. Thank you, Emma, for having me on the show. It's such an honor. And yeah, it was a great time. Of course. And where can like my guests find you? Like, are you on, in- I know you're on Instagram and then your podcast, things like that. Like where can my guests find you to follow up with you? Yeah. So my home base is www.brittanyrest.com and I post um, resources there every single week. Um, and anything that I've published like through Propel Women or Focus on the Family at all, I all put it right there. So that's a great place Sweet. to find me. Um, I'm super active on Instagram. So find me at Brittany Rest. Um, I love meeting people there. Like seriously, you say hello and I'll be like your best friend. I just love making connections. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I have a podcast called Truth and Grace Podcast. Um, and so on there, I really, my heart is just, I tackle some really tough topics in Christianity. Um, and my heart is really in developing women leaders, biblical literacy, and advocating for a church, healthy church culture. Very cool. Yeah. I'll, my guests will check that out for sure. And me as well. I want to listen to your podcast. Yeah. So I'm subscribing to it right now. Do it. Thank you. Yeah. Just as um, 
a, a note, a side note. It was called Epic Fails, and when I for two years, and I would invite people oh, really? onto my show to share their stories of redemption. People who just like totally messed up their <laughs> life, and God redeemed That's them. Awesome. But I rebranded it to Truth and Grace and refocused it, and so you'll find it there now. But both <laughs> podcast episodes Epic will be available. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Awesome. We'll check it out. Thank you, Brittany, for coming on. I super appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Brittany. Lately, I've been really struggling with this because God was calling me to make a decision that was super hard for me, even though I knew it would be good. It's hard to step out of what feels comfortable. So I get it. Why don't you go ahead and screenshot yourself listening in and send it to a friend who might need to hear or post it on social and tag me. Also, check out the show notes for all the resources mentioned today. If you want to get all the goods sent right to your email each week, then sign up for weekly updates on my website or on Instagram. I will let you know of all the resources and who's coming up on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. I'll catch you next time. Stay fresh, my people.